Coming up next on The Jeff Curley Show, she's on a mission to close the wealth gap for women. Her incredible journey just ahead. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Crilly, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is the Jeff Crilly Show. Well, have you noticed that there's some taboo around money? Families just don't talk about it. They'd rather talk about how the Cowboys are going to do this year than, than finances. And so financial illiteracy is skyrocketing around the, around the country. And it's especially tough with women. To talk about that today, Kellyanne Winget. She's with Alternative Wealth Partners. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. It's my favorite topic to talk about. <laughs> and I love it that you've always been fascinated with money. And even as a high schooler, you were making a lot of cash. Yes. I uh, got a job at 15 because I wanted a really expensive pair of jeans and uh, was working at a car wash making $60,000 a year part-time in high school. Wow. So I knew how to find money, make money, and not necessarily keep it as a teenager, but we figured sure. it out since then. And um, oil and gas has been in your family for generations. Yes. Um, I'm five generations in oil and gas. We have both roughnecks and engineers in our family. Um, and now I get to be an investor and I've invested in about three or four different basins. I've got over a hundred wells. It's exciting. No kidding. And I think you're out to level the playing field so that the average person can one become a millionaire and yes. those millionaires can get a part of some of the deals that these one percenters get. Yes, I have been in the family office and the alternative space for my entire career as far as finance goes. And there was just a huge disconnect between your regular, I say regular everyday millionaire, but there's a lot of you guys out there. I mean, there's 25 million millionaires in the United States, a lot of people. Um, they have access to the same deals that the ultra high net worth family office and institutional firms are investing in. And so I wanted to create a space that allowed them into that investment opportunity so that they can start making generational wealth the same way these families have for centuries. We were talking just before the show that if, if two women go out for lunch, they're not talking about 401k plans necessarily. And um, do you feel that, that that narrative needs to change? Oh yeah, I think that um, money shouldn't be an uncomfortable thing to talk about. I was fortunate enough to be in a household that talked about money all the time. And I think that you can see that changing. There's definitely a huge shift from when I started my career in money and now where I am today and how much hunger there is especially from women, to understand where and what their money is doing, um, especially since there's going to be this giant shift in wealth happening over the next five to 10 years. There's $30 trillion shifting hands, and a majority of that money is going into the hands of women. They're outliving their partners. They're not getting married. They're inheriting money and from their families. And so there's a lot of things happening that require women to start knowing more about money. Absolutely. We're going to pull up your website. And as we scroll down your website, I want you to talk about kind of your ideal client. What does your ideal client look like? So we've had a really unique opportunity to shift our investor base from 
your traditional retired white male client to a majority women and minority limited partner. And that's just because we've changed how we communicate with the wealth community. There's a lot of people out there that have achieved a lot of success in their career, and they want to know what else they can get involved in beyond their retirement account that's employee-sponsored and beyond what their broker or their advisor is telling you. And that's what we specialize in, is alternatives. So You don't have to name the client, but what's your favorite story of somebody you've helped? Um, my favorite story is actually one recently. We were talking with a client. She's now an investor, but she had some hesitancy with partnering with us um, because we were a small firm. She works. She works for a private equity company. She works for the portfolio companies that they're invested in. This is like multi-billion-dollar private equity company, and so she took our investment materials and the conversations that we've had to her, you know, friends in the community, and they basically like threw us under the bus, said they're small, they don't know what they're doing, um, you could never invest in something like this. And I asked her, I said, well, are they going to let you invest in what they're investing? Like maybe they have something better. And she asked them and they're like, oh no, you can't invest in this. And I was like, you, you have the right to invest in that. You are qualified to invest in these things. And that was kind of the moment where she was like, you're right. They didn't include me in the table and I was asking them to. Wow. And um, so that's why she invested with us. And it was like, yeah, I mean, you're being excluded on purpose and they're not hiding it. And I like it that sometimes, you know, even in my industry, you know, we're a boutique firm. Mm -hmm. Boutique firms can sometimes run circles around the big yeah. boys. And so I'm, I applaud you as a fellow business owner. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to talk about your, your podcast. We're going to put up your podcast mm -hmm. page. And I love the, the name of the show, The Wealth Alpha. Yes. Tell us about The Wealth Alpha. So in investing, alpha is the like the special edge that you have and your strategy that makes you better than everybody. And so the wealth alpha in the opinion, you know, in my opinion is that women are the alpha when it comes to investing and owning that power and understanding that power is, is really important. And so the podcast is just little bite-sized information about what's going on in the market or like seemingly complicated financial topics broken down into a little 15 minute episode. So you can like listen to it on the way to, to work, the grocery store, you know, out with your friends and something to talk about that's, you know, besides sure. your 401k or what's happening in the, you know, gossip world. But um, it's just something else to think about and a different way to think about it. Because I think that once you kind of break their traditional mindset, then you can get really creative with your money. You can get really creative with just your professional goals. And if you're an entrepreneur, then what you're doing with your business. Sure. And I've always had the philosophy that it doesn't really matter what Washington is doing or Wall Street's doing. <laughs> money can be made at any oh, time. Yeah. There were a lot of millionaires made during the Great Depression. Yes. Um, and if you look at some of the largest endowments and some of the biggest investment firms in the country and look at what their investment uh, profile is, they're almost wholly invested in alternatives. They make most of their money in private equity. Um, and that's the asset class that no one understands, and it's on purpose. They don't want you to understand because they're busy investing in it. Um, you know, the only competition you're going to have on Wall Street are the hedge funds, and you don't have as much money as them. So well, You're very relatable, and I'm sure that there's a lot of people watching this right now who, who say, okay, I, I feel like I should probably reach out. So what does an engagement look like? To, is there kind of an exploratory phone call or Zoom chat? Yeah, so um, I'm pretty accessible, and I think that's really what sets us apart from – the larger firms and some of the smaller firms is that 
we want to talk to you, whether you're qualified or not uh, to invest in what we do. I want you to at least have the information because we're not always a fit for everyone and that's okay. Um, but you want to be educated after our phone call to go out and find what does make sense for you. Um, we're not giving financial advice. We are not financial advisors. Uh, we are very biased about what we're invested in, um, but we are accessible online. I'm very active on LinkedIn. So if you want to engage with me directly, I'm on there every single day. It's pretty much the only social media that I manage myself. And so if you want to interact with me exclusively, then LinkedIn is definitely the place to follow me. Outstanding. You've been an amazing guest. We're going to end with her website, which is kellyannwinget.com. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.